All right, this is uh, episode 74. Is it, yeah, it is 74. And uh, I've just been at McDonald's because I just had some pasta for tea and it was, I got about five mouthfuls into it and thought, this is disgusting, this. So I just fucking put it down and went, I'm off to Mackey's and got in the car and uh, off I went, yeah. Uh, I, I I made, well, I say made the pasta. I was the, run, I was the run, one responsible for the pasta. So I was in, you know, that was in no way criticism on anyone but, um, well, whoever pre-made the pasta and then uh, put it on the shelf for me to buy. Or I, I don't know. It was disgusting anyway, so I've just been at Mackey's, so I'm happy. Uh, Pete's on, so I'm happy. And also, apologies, uh, no podcast last week. We were both a little bit too busy. But we are here now, and how are you doing, Pete? I'm doing well. It's been a while since I've seen you, and holy cow, a whole bunch has happened since then. You've been, uh, you've been quite the busy beaver over there. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's been... Um, it's been great. I've been loving it though. Do you know what I mean? I've been I've been absolutely loving it. Um Yeah, I saw well, you signing those uh, those pictures on Twitter. That that looked like uh you had quite quite a handful to uh, to be going through. Yeah, man, it wasn't too bad to be fair. It was uh, so that's the the 300 posters um which I believe are now completely sold out, but yeah. Yeah, so I was hand uh, numbering each of them there cuz obviously, you know, that each going to be one of 300. Um so yeah, that I to be fair, it went all right, and I don't think I did a, too much of a bad job. You know what I mean? Because it was just like, oh, you know, these are it's quite an, it's quite a nice little item. This so I want it to be nice, but you know, at the end of the day, I've hand numbered them all. So I was hoping that might count for something. Although some people might be like, oh fuck that! No, I want it done properly. Do it again. <laughs> but you know, they're shit out of luck, really. Uh, uh, but yeah, um, I mean that 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 really will hopefully. I say it'll take some of the sting out of the day of signing everything but don't think it will really i mean once you once you're up to signing three thousand things what's another <laughs> 300 on top and they are all gonna have to be signed as well but i have hand numbered them anyway um but yeah i do i think they are actually sold out now um but yeah so that was that was one thing and obviously that's that that post went out on facebook and stuff and then of course we've finally dropped what everyone was asking for and hoping for which was yeah a way to a way to see this temple news and basically to see the gig to see the footage um yeah in the form of uh long road being the, the fir- obviously the first so yeah i mean it, it's been fascinating really sort of going through the process of putting all this together um and all the different ideas um put sort of putting them in play you know I, I sort of putting long road on spotify and all that sort of stuff and then making the video available as well but yeah i mean <laughs> It's, it's difficult keeping quiet about stuff like that because as soon as we announced the live album and there was the footage uh, for the trailer, of course, everyone's like, oh, man, oh, yeah. do you know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That video was... I, I, I think I've watched it like 60 times already. It's, uh, it's quite a good video, man. And I was... Obviously, I was right there. But yeah, not only the audio, the mix, where you can hear the crowd and hear the... And of course, the music was just so spot on. I mean, I, I've heard people say it, but it certainly bears repeating that that was probably one of the best live versions of anything I've seen you guys put out. I mean, that is such a clean sound, but also the, the, the video is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, like you say, it's 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 amazing to be able to watch that footage. And I suppose, I mean, I suppose there's quite a lot to clear up here, really. I mean, obviously, yeah, dropping the long road video um, was basically to as a as a means to advertise the stream. Do you know what I mean? Advertise the the entire gig um, in in the guise of a stream. And I suppose there's a lot to talk about in in that regard, really. But 
Um, so yeah, a lot of people have been saying, is there a DVD? And yeah, there's been lots of, lots of different questions like that. So, so yeah, basically when you buy a physical edition of the album from the Townsend shop, uh, you're going to be eligible for a streaming of the, um, of the, of the gig basically. Now, uh, we are working out the absolute finer points of that. But that will be taking place, uh, obviously, probably the evening of the second of September. That's when. That's when. The, that's when it's going to be scheduled for. Now, um, the time we're not sure about yet. Do you know what I mean? There's, to be honest, there's quite a lot of things that we're not sure about in regards to the time, when, exactly when we're going to do it, and things like that. Other than the fact it's going to be the evening of the second of September, uh, obviously, because that's the release day for the live album. So yeah, when you, as I say, when you purchase the the live album, either vinyl or CD, uh, you're eligible for the stream, and you'll then receive notifications through Townsend, and you know that's how you'll be kept informed. And obviously, you know, I'll be active on Twitter and stuff. All of us will, and we'll keep you informed as well. But certainly, best way for any information like that is through your account on Townsend. Obviously, when you've created an account to buy from the shop, once you log in. You should be able to get all the information there. So, as I say, yeah, there have been obviously lots of questions, and uh, I can't, we can't answer them all yet. Basically, other than like I say, we'll we'll keep you informed as to the the details of it. Um, but that's gonna that's gonna be really cool. Uh, I can't wait for that. And what we're gonna try and do as well is do it like in a kind of listening party or watching party, playback party, however you want to do it, sort of thing. Um, probably via YouTube, like a stream on YouTube, and obviously we'll have um live chat, and all, uh, all four of us will um uh, hopefully and theoretically uh be in the chat and obviously interacting with fans who who are in the stream, and you know I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who went to that went to the gig with the mates, and you know you you can all interact in the chat as one. Do you know what I mean? That's that's the idea with us four as well. So that's going to be a really nice way to to sort of relive that and especially when i mean you've seen the footage do you know what i mean it looks great um but that that's another thing to get into so i suppose firstly i need to say a massive thank you to video illusions who actually were uh, the people filming filming the day uh, and also obviously a massive thanks to future sound and rachel at future sound as well for all the work they've done in helping us with this well, yeah, the, the the bottom line is we didn't sort of commission this to be filmed. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? We didn't set out for this to be filmed. Obviously, there were big screens there. Yeah. So, there were, you know, there were all the cameras and stuff to, to film the footage live for the big screens. So it was kind of our manager, Tony, basically kind of spoke to them guys and were like, do you have the ability to, to record, you know, what you're <laughs> filming? And they were like, well, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's how the the footage was recorded, and then it's obviously really it's amazing of Future Sound and Video Illusions to to sort of let us use the footage to initially obviously put the trailer together, which which Ross McCulley did, and obviously that was fucking amazing. That that got everyone really buzzing. Such oh, yeah. a great way to a great way to announce a live album. So yeah, and and through that we kind of had the idea of well. You know, can it would be great if we could use this footage for you know something like a live stream. But one of the things you have to bear in mind is because it's big screen footage and it was sort of being edited on the fly. Um, you know, uh, sort of set. It's not like there's loads of feed from different cameras that we can chop between. Oh, yeah. We've 
we've literally just got that one uh, flat uh, recording of whatever angle they chose to show at that moment. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And that is something that I, I, anyone who um, watches the stream will have to bear in mind. You know what I mean? Because there's there's parts of it that look absolutely amazing, but then there's like a couple of bits maybe where you might be a bit like, oh, well, you should be changing shot or angle. And you know what I mean? Everyone's got an opinion on that of stuff course. nowadays. Like Everyone's an expert. And um, yeah, so that, there's lots of factors that have played into the fact that we haven't just rushed to do a DVD or a Blu-ray of this. And that is quite a big one. Do you know what I mean? There's several. Um, obviously, you know, we don't we don't technically own the footage, so to speak. We've been kindly let use it for promotional purposes. Do you know what I mean? Uh, obviously, if we were to be making DVDs and Blu-rays, we'd be uh, on and selling those as a as an individual unit. Obviously, that changes things in all kinds of ways in terms of rights and acquiring rights and things. Whereas when it's when it's being used in a bit more of a, a neutral and respectful way, shall we say, um, with the permission of the people who, who actually filmed it and um, you know technically paid for it, uh, that that's another reason why we, we haven't just made a DVD. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that times have changed so much. Do you know what I mean? In terms of the equipment people have to watch these sorts of things. And you cannot deny that at the moment it's it's all about vinyl and it's all about live edition, you know, live vinyls and special edition vinyls and all that sort of stuff. So I've, I've seen quite a few people, uh, you know, quite rightly voicing the opinion that bottom line, they'd rather have had a DVD than, you know, the, the, a CD or a vinyl, blah, 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 whatever. But, you know, at bottom line, it's kind of about where everyone else is do you know what i mean like the main i suppose at the, at the end of the day you can't cater for everyone in something like this and also as i said this wasn't planned do you know what i mean this is this is this is something that's kind of come together and there were quite a few periods where it looked like it might not happen do you know what i mean just it, it, even in simple terms in terms of actually acquiring the footage and there were issues there and stuff um nothing bad or all like that all just sorts of oh has it gone missing do you know what i mean things like that but oh <laughs> so well exactly so whilst we thought yeah that'd be really cool and people would get off on that we couldn't go announcing that or talking about that until we were definitely sure you know, we were going to be able to use use the footage. So yeah, as I say, it it was it's not been. I, I see a lot of people saying, well, you know, they've obviously got a full set of pro shot footage. Why aren't they doing X, Y, and Z? Well, that is not quite the case. I mean, yeah. it's I suppose it's it's seventy five percent the case, maybe or sixty. Or that's entirely subjective as to how you analyze that. But yeah, the bottom line is, uh, it's it's not maybe strong enough in terms of how it's filmed and everything to you know, to sell as that from the off, you know, let alone anything else, but then take into account just of the, uh, being able to make enough units and boring stuff like that to make the uh, economics of it work. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously you don't want to be in the situation where you make loads of DVDs and, uh, you know, it's, it's only for a minority. Whereas I think I think this is I think this is the perfect. Well, I don't know whether you call it compromise. I don't personally see it as a compromise. I mean, as I say, I know that people would love to own the DVD of this, and a lot of people would say, "Look, I don't care if there's a few bits that don't look like the you know it's a professional DVD. It's, it's about the vibe, you know what I mean?" And I just want to be able to see it. But that's what you know. That's what we're trying our best to make happen, and I think we've come up with um, 
you know, a really cool way to do that. It's a great incentive to sort of buy the vinyl CD. Do you know what I mean? And obviously the CD's got bonus tracks on as well, uh, the ones from Barrowlands. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I can say that it's definitely going to be on 2nd of September. Um, there's been other questions as well in terms of will it be downloadable or can you watch it again? Yeah. Um, questions like that. And again, the bottom line is we're not 100% sure at this stage. Do you know what I mean? And some of the points I've just discussed, you know, sort of play into that as well, whether it's something that you can personally download or whether it's something that you can watch or whether it's something you can watch um, one, two, maybe three times. I'm not sure. And this is the point, really. There's lots of different ways of doing this sort of thing in this day and age. And I don't know, it's one of the, I've, I've learned a lot doing this, working quite closely with Tony Perry as manager and that. And it's been really interesting and just seeing how things how things change and develop. You know what I mean? It's Everyone would think things like this are really strategically planned. And while they are to a degree, it's just an ever-evolving situation where the goalposts change all the time. And, um, and there might still be some more of that. There might still be some more of that. Do you know what I mean? You, you never know what's going to happen in this day and age. <laughs> especially with the vinyl shortages that are going on and, you know, lots of workforces racked with COVID or whatever, you know, we hopefully everything will be on on time. Do you know what I mean? We'll be able to deliver everything. Obviously, we don't live in a perfect world doing things happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so funny to me to hear that because, so obviously I went to the show and I saw all the professional cameras and the, the boom camera and everything. Like, they really had, you know, the really really cool stuff and i was like oh they're definitely making a dvd that's clearly what's happening here so i'm sure many people assume the same thing mm. uh, it's really funny to hear that were it not for ma your manager tony just being like hey uh can you hit record <laughs> that we never would have had any footage other than what we saw live that day because yeah honestly i never looked at the screens i was constantly looking on stage so i never even got to mm -hmm. see that footage <laughs> Uh, and it looks amazing with all the smoke and the lights and everything like, and, and just the panning of the shots that they were doing just really makes it super exciting. So I'm really glad that he was smart enough to have them record. And as someone who does do video, I totally get it. Normally you capture 10 different angles uh, and yeah. then you aggregate them in your software and you choose the best angle and you can do a lot more editing. Uh, this is just one flat capture of whatever they thought was appropriate for the screens that day. Uh, to me, that's more than enough. Let's do it. I want to see it. <laughs> Looking forward to the stream. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Um, it's fascinating watching it as well because you can see as it gets darker and the lights have so much more effect and everything. And yeah, I mean, as I probably said before, The Last Dance was great to watch back, but this is like so many levels above and I think it's fascinating as well that we, amongst ourselves, were like, look, if we're going to do this Temple News and thing, it, it, you know, it, it's got to be up to the level of the last dance. Do you know what I mean? And that's going to be a, a lot of work. And then you get, you have two fucking practices and you're like, oh, we're there already. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But um, I also remember you uh, having conversations with you offline when you were telling me about some of the pre-production and they were talking about the lights and everything. And you were like, I don't even know why we're doing lights. It's going to be summertime. It's going to be daylight. This is going to be, why are we doing <laughs> lights? And I'm like, uh, they look amazing. I'm yeah, glad, well, I'm you got overruled on that. Well, no, it, it wasn't so much that. I mean, it's difficult, really. I mean, it, it was a case of, because that's been one of the frightening things. And I probably said before, usually um, we have, 
you know, we have very little to do with the budgets and stuff. Like in the past, when we were fully operational, however you want to refer to it as, it's not like we sat down and looked over budgets. That was purely done by uh, management and the accountants. We just never even bloody thought about it. Yeah. So you never, you never, you never question what lights cost at a gig as a musician, really. Yeah. So we certainly didn't at that bloody age. And then obviously we're putting Temple News in together and stuff. And we're, you know, there's budgets coming in and we're looking at these things and we're like, Jesus Christ. And then all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> hang on, how much is that fucking lights? <laughs> and you're like, Jesus, what the, what the hell? And then you got people turning around and going, um, Adam, that's a, that's a very meager lighting budget. And you're like, is it? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You know what I mean? And then that's the point where you're like, we can go bollocks anyway. We're on a bloody eight o'clock. It's going to be fucking daylight. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, really. But honestly, I mean, that's one of the amazing things about the lights um, is that they were just absolutely stunning. And, you know, not to go to, what's the word, talking shop. But yeah, for the for the budget that you you need for an amazing light show, we, what we had to work with. I pulled it off like absolutely amazing. So that's what that's one of the main things I love about seeing this footage. I mean, I haven't even seen all of this footage yet. None of us have. There's only Ross McCulley, he's the only man on the planet who's seen all this footage. He sat honestly because the file was too big to I mean, these are the problems that we've been having, you know. We were like, Oh, so can we have a can we have can we have that recorded footage then to use? And they're like, Yeah, of course you can. And then they were like, Oh shit, it's too big to send digitally. And we're like, Oh, right, okay. And then they're like, We'll send it on a hard drive. Do you know what I mean? And they're like, Okay, right. So Ross has got the hard drive and um he's syncing the master audio for obviously that we've used on the live album and stuff. So it really does sound amazing. But yeah, I haven't seen the full gig footage yet. Um, I've seen a few bits, but I've seen No Danger, which looks absolutely superb. <laughs> you know, and Ross, uh, yeah, he has, that was the first thing he did was rub that into me. He's like, oh, wait, oh, till, did you see, wait till you see No Danger. I'm like, well, I don't have to wait. Just send it to me. He's like, yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> So yeah, I have seen nothing and I'm not happy about it. Um, but yeah, so I'm really looking forward to the fact that we're doing it like a listening party style thing as well. Um, obviously, you know, you, with the listening party, you sit on Tim's channel and you're on Twitter and you're typing messages and it's difficult to, to see stuff coming back through. But I think it'll be, you know, because I've done, I, we do streams now, don't we? I do, I do streams. I'll just put it on slow chat and we can all sort that stuff out. But yeah, I don't know whether we're going to end up doing it directly through my YouTube channel or um, I think we're speaking with Townsend and maybe getting a, a like a proper official band YouTube set up um, because we've never actually had an official uh, the music YouTube. Um, there's the music Vivo, which is effectively Universal's own channel. And you know, for our stuff. But yeah, if we did do if we did do our own YouTube channel, we'd have to do it in conjunction with Universal. I mean, there's all sorts of things where people just assume things are straightforward, or they'll just think, well, you do that, that, and other, and that happens. But you know, as I say, as a as a as a band, you can't just start a YouTube channel and crack on. You know, if it's an official band one, you'll have to do it with with the label and things. And if they're not up for it or whatever, not that they won't be, but you see my point anyway. There's there can be more complications there. But yeah, whether it happens on my channel or a proper band one or in some way through um townsend um that'd be really cool really because i don't want to have to worry about the technical aspects of that while that's live it would be awesome if you guys played the whole thing uh and then you were chatting on there as as you mentioned but maybe either before or after the four of you actually get on a live stream and 
talk about it or answer questions or, you know, the actual you guys as opposed to just typing, but just a thought, just a suggestion. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see it almost like an aftershore. Yeah. yeah. That'd be, that that'd be, that'd be quite interesting. Yeah. I don't know how the other three would feel about that. They might be more happy or just sat typing. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm like, though, I'd be up for that. Fuck it. But yeah, you, I suppose at that moment, you definitely want people's eyes on the footage, but we could do it before or after, as you say. But yeah, I, I, you know, I'm really excited to announce that. And I know people have been absolutely jumping at the bit for that. Um, oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, and just to confirm that um, you, you're eligible for the screening of these streams uh, when you purchase a physical copy through Townsend. So you can still do that now. You can actually buy one now and, and still be eligible to be there for the live stream. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't have to be pre the announcement. It's anyone who pre-orders the record um, will get the the link and the information, obviously the information prior to the link, but then when it goes live, you'll get the link um, and you can get involved. Um, it's, we'll have to see whether we do it through YouTube because don't you have to have a YouTube account in inverted commas to comment. I don't know. We'll work all these things out anyway, but you know, these are the sorts of things we're talking to people about daily and trying to put in place. And obviously something like that, again, it seems really simple, but yeah, if you, you know, there's quite a lot of physical copies sold so if you take into account that there's going to be that number of people who are in the stream at once you're like okay i don't know if you can actually be able to read any of that chat you know there must be you're gonna need a moderator to, uh, <laughs> yeah i might need a few moderate moderators that might have to be you pete one of those you'll have to get involved <laughs> but yeah so whether whether we i think the initial idea is that it will be one live screening where all us four are involved in the chat and then that will be archived very much like the Twitter listening parties. And so when um, you when you play that back, um, you'll have the option basically to either have the chat play live as it happened, or you you know no chat. You can just literally watch it. But yeah, I don't think I don't think at this stage it's going to be something that you can physically download. I don't think so. I mean, it it, it it's difficult to know really. I think the initial idea was one mainstream and then you can play it back for two days maybe say two or three days it stays live for and anyone who's eligible can obviously watch it back as many times as they want in those two days so yeah i mean i know i keep saying this but uh, a lot of it is tbc do you know what i mean it's it's to be confirmed um and to be arranged uh but yeah that's that's definitely going to happen and it's something i've been wanting to that's definitely going to happen and it's something i've been wanting to kind of tell people do you know what i mean like honestly the, the fact that you could be eligible for a stream if you actually buy the the physical copy, especially when so many people are like, "Well, we just we just want a DVD." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I'd rather well, yeah, stream I'd... personally. I mean, I don't even own a DVD player, and you know, you can stream something in 4K and hit it to your TV as if you're watching a DVD. So, uh, th- yeah, there. Yeah, I know not everybody has that, but that is definitely the way most people are going these I days. Know. It's... Yeah, that's it. And I know there's, there's purists out there, or whatever people who love their tech and they want to be catered for. I do know that, but you know, look, when we're putting all this together, we're obviously working with Townsend, um, and they're offering their advice on things, and you know, you mentioned the. DVDs and everyone in this day and age just looks at you like you're, you're not really caught up and it's like, look, that, <laughs> that's not really a viable option. I mean, that doesn't mean that some people won't buy it or loads of people won't buy it. I need to be, it's a difficult point to make this really, but, um, 
you know, you follow advice of the people who do that job daily. And if they're turning around and saying, no, no, a DVD is not something that's as viable in this market as something like a live vinyl. I mean, I'm sure if you're listening to this, there'll be people sat there going, that's absolutely bollocks. doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> no disrespect. Honestly, it really doesn't matter what you think in this situation. You know, when you're working with someone and you, you go in on their advice, then, yeah. you know, that. We don't want to get stuck make, making something that we then got a load of units of that's out there. You know, it's there's the, the I suppose the trouble is is that you have to. It's very difficult to split passion and well, not just passion. It's very difficult to split passion from reality and economics. Do you know what I mean? Which are two things that you don't want to play any any role in this thing. Yeah. But unfortunately, it does. You know, this isn't like a magic process where all this stuff just goes. Nah! and presents itself out of the ground it's all based on conversations and uh projections and trends and all that sort of stuff listen for those of you that want a dvd just reach out to ross mccully just throw a couple of bucks (laughs) he'll burn you a dvd on his computer you'll be fine It really will. And honestly, it'll be cringing in his boots at the fact that you just said that. Uh, disclaimer, Pete Fletcher is joking. There's not a chance in hell you get that sorted off Ross, Ross McCulley. Not a chance in hell. Yeah, uh, But yeah, the, the, uh, honestly, he's done so much great work for us. It's been unbelievable. And, and for me. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, another uh, so another thing, another question that I've seen, I probably already said this, but the the release date for everything is the 2nd of September. So obviously, in terms of things shipping out to people, that's going to be you know the following week, um, weeks after the second of September, you'll start receiving things. Uh, yeah, because I, I've had some people saying, "Look, I ordered my vinyl a while ago, and I've not seen anything." And it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not even made yet, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Yeah, yeah well, I do, you know, I, just, I, I know what it's like. Sometimes you don't read things that are in front of you. I do it, but. All the information's there, do you know what I mean, about the release date and it being a pre-order um, and those sorts of things. All the information's there. But yeah, it's been, it's certainly been certainly been busy. Certainly been busy, mate. But yeah, I love, I've been loving it, do you know what I mean? Are you guys going to, when you do all the signing, are you guys going to get together in the same room and just like go one, you know, pass the one to the next and, and do it? Well, yeah, I mean, or? that that's another thing we've got to sort out. There's, there's so many things to sort out like that. You know, you think about the stream and all the mechanics of putting that in place and then the logistics of four people signing 3,000 things in a day. But yeah, the the plan is, is that we're all going to town then together and it'll be a mass signing session, like you say. And I imagine we'll be there all day and well into the night, but don't worry, I'll be, I'll be posting pictures on yeah, socials yeah. and posting videos and you know, those sorts of things. It'll start off the day where we're all really happy to be there and really smiley faces. And if you did it as like a little flick picture book, it'd just, you know, <laughs> big smile into a big frown, I would imagine. But I don't know. I, like, I In for a penny, in for a pound, you won't get any fucking morning out of me. Honestly, you will not get any fucking morning out of me. I'll sit there and sign 10,000 things and I'll make it happen. People are like, oh, your, your hand will be tired. Are you fucking joking? My hand will be tired. It's not that, man. People have bought these. Do you know what I mean? Fucking get them signed. Too right. You know, you could be a lazy bastard and get somebody stamps, but it's not that. No, you know, and the, the the evidence will be there on socials that, you know, that we're, uh, that we are indeed signing it all. Um, but there is 3,000 things. 
Yeah, you guys signed up for it. Pardon the pun there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, that's uh, really buzzing about that, and I hope everyone else is too. I mean, as I say, I know there's some people who want the the DVD Blu-ray thing, but that's just not something that's been practical in the situation. And I, you know, I think a I think a stream is the way to go. But you'll you'll never please everyone, which is something I suffer from a bit. Do you know what I mean? It's like you know, if there's three thousand people saying positive things and there's one negative thing that's the that's the yeah. that's the thing that sticks out in my mind but i don't know you know it's it's all good it's all good and hopefully everything will be on time and um, we get everything signed and get everything to everyone and have an amazing time reliving reliving that night because it was fucking amazing i mean you were there fletch i saw you i saw you <laughs> in that crowd going absolutely mental honestly the deal yeah i saw you too um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i think it was a there was a slight issue where the email went out early. The email for all this went out in the middle of the night. So I had people messaging me going, what's this about a track? And I'm like, oh, shit, that won't supposed to go out until 9 a.m. <laughs> but be- best laid plans and all that. But to be honest, you sit there and you're just like, well, this is good because people are a little bit confused, but really eager to know what's going on. Do you know what I mean? So a little bit of uh, ambiguity doesn't, you know, doesn't hurt anyone. But yeah, I, we didn't know that those emails had gone out. But um yeah, I see. I think a few people have had a couple of issues with the Townsend store as well. But as I say, you, to know if you're eligible, you will receive an email. It will be made obvious to you on the store when you sign into your own account. Um, and I think hopefully that should cover a lot of the questions that I've been seeing about it anyway. Yeah, I was watching that uh, <laughs> Take the Long Road video and I saw Tim in the back, <laughs> in the back, just vibing, watching you guys. <laughs> he, he looked like he was having a good old time. <laughs> Oh yeah, man. That's where that's where Tim always is with our shows. Uh, he's totally deaf in his left ear. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't know how much your fucking ear actually stood back there, but uh, Tim loves being on the stage, able to see the band and then see the crowd in front of him. Do you know what I mean? That's what Tim yeah. loves. That's what he's in. Tim's heard the songs. Do you know what I mean? He knows the songs. Tim's interested in soaking up the energy. Um, but he does call himself Golden Ears, but he is completely deaf in one of his ears, so I don't, he can't have that Golden Ears really. Maybe Silver Ears. Um, it was just he won't cool listen to, to this you. anyway. I loved him anyway. He knows I'm <laughs> on the plane. Uh, yeah, and I, I loved the photos that um, Anthony Harrison got of Tim as well. That was they were really cool. The fact you know him in his spot whenever we play live, that's his spot. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> speaking of photos, uh, uh, Phil's been dropping a lot of photos on Twitter. Brand new photos that uh, I had never seen before. And I was like, wait, Phil, Phil doesn't have like a huge uh, amount of uh, posting on Twitter. So all of a sudden he started like coming like with multiple pictures. I was like, what, what's, uh, is there a hint to be dropped? What's going on? Where are these pictures coming from? And uh, I was like, and they're really cool. Like one with, uh, it was like a bunch of them with uh, Tim Burgess, like early days when you, I think it said on there, it was like when you guys were first named the music. Yeah. Uh, those are, those are some pretty cool pictures. Where do those come from? Yeah, man, uh, that's uh, Stu's mum's scrapbook, effectively, which is, I think, you know, we've probably all got something like that, a collection of stuff. So, yeah, uh, Phil and Jen were going through some of that stuff and just some really cool stuff in there. I mean, it's just like kind of when I did it, you know what I mean? You see stuff and you're like, oh, my God, I forgot about that. But, yeah, there was the picture of us with Tim Burgess and that was from the Hi-Fi Club Christmas party that we did. And that was, as Phil said, that was the first gig we did as the music and it was kind of like the first i don't know if i talked about this on the podcast really i think i did in like the early days i was that on the history videos on youtube 
Can't remember anyway. Um, well, yeah, when we got kind of discovered in inverted commas or whatever by uh, Tim Vigan and all the, the ball started rolling, so to speak, that was the first thing we did. You know, it was all about development with us as soon as we got, as soon as Tim found us. It was all about building the right world around us and developing us, basically. And the, one of the first things that we did that was like, oh, wow, this is really cool, was that gig. That was the first gig as the music. and. Tim, but you know, as as we've said, we got Tim Burgess to DJ at it. Which for uh, how old we are, how old we were, and the fact that we were a new band, obviously that were that were amazing. And obviously growing up listening to his bloody records, and yeah. and there we are doing that. But yeah, that was amazing to see those photographs, and it's terrifying when you see how young you look, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple more actually. There's a belt in one of me, which I'll have to put on. I'll have to put on Twitter. It is ridiculous. It is like, oh my god, did someone <laughs> not have a word? Do you know what I mean? Um, I might put that on Twitter at some point. But yeah, that was a that was an amazing night. But it was weird. As, as I said, I'm sure I've said this before, but it was awful that gig. Honestly, it was terrible. Usually, like when we play gigs before, how many have we done before that point? I bet we'd only done five, six, something like that. Not many. Before we did that iFi Club gig, maybe more, maybe six or seven. Don't know. I'd have to ask Rob's dad. But it it was kind of we'd already built up that arrogance of oh fucking amazing. It can't go wrong. It never goes wrong. Do you know what I mean? And that hi-fi club gig. I guess there was a you know, was a lot right. I don't know, it was weird, but it was just dreadful. Do you know what I mean? The monitors weren't really great, couldn't really hear each other and didn't really have the experience to deal with it, but yeah, probably one of them situations where people didn't really suffer as a result of it, except for rammed anyway, weren't they? But yeah, it was it was amazing, really. How the first taste of oh well, that didn't go bloody well, and that I took that really badly. <laughs> I did. Do you know what I mean? Like honestly, I'm such a perfectionist that it, it's hard to describe. Really, it's like kryptonite to me. Is Were you guys just nervous because Tim was there, or, oh, I don't, or was I, it really like a technical? Problem. Well, there were technical elements because we'd we'd already played in some pretty decent venues um, because Rob's dad had got us a couple of like um, local gigs, but they were still in. I'm sure you know, I'm sure we played in like the the cockpit and stuff. At a battle, a, another little battle of the bands, not not bright young things, not a battle of the bands, but you know, a bloody night where there's four or five bands on. Yeah, but even there, you were playing through like a proper PA in in a relatively small room, so it slams, man. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, don't get me wrong, the Hi-Fi Club was cool as fuck and it was owned by one of our manager's friends, um, but it wasn't what you would call a proper venue and it wasn't kitted out for it. Do you know what I mean? Like the the, the PA system was more kitted out for, I don't know, at that point it was more kitted out for like a, you know, some, maybe someone on a piano and the microphone just doing a bit of lounge music. Do you know what I mean? Not not what we were trying not to a do. Band of four, like just really killing their instruments and yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's like it had no it had no bollocks. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It had no fucking bollocks. And like I said, we'd already done gigs with quite a few sound systems that, while relatively primitive, had some fucking bollocks. Do you know what I mean? Where yeah. you're like, oh my god, I can feel that inside. Get in. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, I don't. I want to stand there and, like I say, I want to feel moving air, man. I want to feel fucking floor moving and shit like that. I don't want to be like, hang on, feels like I'm, I don't know, playing an instrument for someone a thousand miles away where yeah. action's happening. Ah, Christ, we had that in Italy as well, to be fair. We never really played a great deal in Italy, but a lot of other places in Europe have some quite aggressive decibel restrictions, you know, like 95, 90 dB decibel restrictions. 
a fucking wheelie bin being wheeled down the street is bloody 92 decibels. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's like nice. honestly, you can't you can't have live music in 95 decibels unless it's again, you know, perhaps a lounge singer or some sort of more quiet music. But oh god, yeah, we played um was that the fucking nightclub, wasn't it? It's a nightclub we played in Milan and it was massive. It was a huge room and like it was just a, a 95 dB, you know, sound limit. So <laughs> as soon as I turned my amp on and even got it to a volume where it was like, oh, I've been switched on. They were going, no, too loud, turn it down. <laughs> You're like, oh, honestly, my heart sunk at that point. So I was like, what? I can't go louder than that. And you expect me to fucking play. And that was when I was like, uh, I've got an idea here. Right, lay my amp on fucking floor in front of me, prop it up a little bit so it's pointing directly at the ceiling and I'll bloody turn it as loud as I want, thank you. Do you know what I mean? And I'd, honestly, I watched Phil that entire gig because the, the DB restriction meant that the, the bloody monitors couldn't even be loud enough for me to fucking hear oh, Phil. Man. It was an awful, oh, it was awful. Like, it was a proper, yeah, yeah. It was, it, I mean, that were another example of a place not kitted out for a live music in that sense 95 db that's bollocks <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah what other pictures did he have i posted another one um some magazine magazine cover like uh some yeah some that was in was that slender is it slender or something i'm not sure no it, 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 that was a photo shoot we did in la and i assume that is for i think it has slender in the bottom corner does it or something but yeah i love that picture i remember that photo shoot absolutely vividly i mean like honestly entire time we were in la i were off my face do you know i mean just stoned like but it just it was fucking mint do you know what i mean just being that young fucking in la pissing about whatever it was just a magical time with that i know we had jen on to talk about that trip but i mean to be fair there's all sorts to talk about about that trip really Oh, and it was interesting as well that Phil posted um, a picture that Mick Rock took of us, coincidentally, yeah. and we were, uh, it was only the other week I mentioned that on the podcast, wasn't it? But yeah, it's, it's really nice to, to see all those pictures. I, I love how the fact that Phil's obsessed with the fact that we've never once looked cool. Do you know what I mean? It's like, fuck me, man, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm joking. Trust me, I've seen pictures of me back then. You're like, oh my God, what the which is funny. Um, I mean, I always thought you guys had a, such a, maybe because I'm, you know, you say you dress like everybody, but you, nobody was dressing like that where I was. So you well, guys had a kind of a cool look, like I certainly like Rob's pants, those big bell bottomy looking pants. And well, uh, we, kind of a, we, definitely a look. We certainly had like a, a 70s look, I suppose. We're never really intentional. That well, it's like a mix though. It's like 70s, but then like, you know, Stu might be wearing like an Adidas yeah shirt and stuff like that. oh we, we, like i mean I, I, but i think that was always a massive criticism that was leveled at us was the fact that we never looked like a band i mean to me at that i didn't give a shit do you know what i mean at that point I, honestly i couldn't care less i believe so much in our music that like doing interviews with people who was like so you got a really shit image then do you know what i mean yeah. I look at fucking state here and, that, and that's generally how the enemy do things you know i mean that's how they fucking speak to you but you're just like well who gives a shit man you know what I mean? <laughs> honestly i wear whatever comes out of the free shit i'm given you expect me to go pay for clothes when someone's gonna give me a box free I, I, that indiv- I that obsessed with individuality to go out through racks and racks of stuff that I've got to pay for myself. Honestly, that's that's a real shock, is that when you've been in a band since you're about sixteen, when it <laughs> but it comes to an end and he's like, I need some new shoes. I don't I want need to pay some for new shoes. Lights, let alone clothes. Yeah, it's like, hang on, is no one going to take me to the Adidas factory? I need some fucking new. Oh shit, no, I don't. I'm not privileged anymore. Do I fucking hell? Although in reality, <laughs> you know, I should have just fucking emailed him and said, Hey, it's Adam from Music. Will you do us some more trainers? And he'd be like, Oh yeah, get on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, probably not. They'd be like, fuck off, who are you? I mean, 
Yeah, it's something that it's something that I have dwelt on. Is that a word dwelt? I'm not sure. After the fact, you know what I mean? You say, but we, I don't know, man. Like we'd have, we were always really difficult in that regard, and not for any deliberate reason. We just were honestly like we got used to this. But the first times we were led into like a stylist's room with racks of clothes and that and they're like all right well what about this and this would be a good look and that and you're just like what the fuck is going on here man you know (laughs) after time you get sort of used to it and you know at the end of the day you get to keep the outfit so you're like yeah crack on yeah what about this what about that (laughs) but that like in before that were that was all just i don't know it all just felt like um it all just felt like it was stuck on like a hindrance i'm not being funny but whereas i think a lot of bands just fucking live for those moments. Mm. Like live for those moments of all the trappings of being in a band without actually being really emotionally attached to what they're creating. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like for me, all the press side of it and it just felt tagged on and it never, and what what really fucked me off was it never married with what we were. Yeah. Like whenever I, whenever I saw how we were portrayed, it never, not once, married with oh maybe maybe that's not true maybe in japan like japan's press side of things portrayed us in a way that fit with my what's the word i don't know vision outline of what we were where we fit how we should be viewed and i'm not saying that's something that i gave or any of us gave great thought to and perhaps to our detriment but everything i would look at it would just make me cringe or do you know what I mean? Like there were elements that were attributed to us that I agreed with a bit. I mean, music's so subjective in it and everyone's like, oh, it's the new bloody Led Zeppelin or the new bloody Stone Roses or something. But I don't know. I just always felt we were, I don't ever think that we've sat anywhere other than in our very own little and, you know, albeit a quite small niche, but I don't think there's two of us. How many Nickelbacks are there? Do you know what I mean? Or well exactly do you know what i mean how many puddle of muds are there or how many alien ant farms are there oh they were quite quite especially shit then weren't they but do you know what i mean you see my part i don't think you could do that with us and for everyone who puts us in that stone roses happy monday category i just don't fucking get it do you know what i mean i don't i don't understand how anyone could put those records on and then follow into ours but i don't see any use for that and i think that is probably primarily what dug into me just an obsession for like, uh, well, you don't really technically exist until we categorize you. Do you realize that? And it's like, well, fucking hurry up and do it then. Uh, well, we can't because you, you know, you're a chameleon, aren't you? You're the band form of a chameleon. I mean, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's certainly a valid point though, in terms of my, I don't know where this fucking episode's gone, but who cares? Uh, it's certainly a valid point in terms of how I felt towards the press misrepresented. There you go. It's as simple as that misrepresented and always to try and meet an agenda that was nothing to do with ours, that we were just another, you know, another sparrow on the phone wire. Did that come from? (laughs) But it's good anyway. Do you know what I mean? Rather that we'd be out there like trying to be us and everyone else is just too preoccupied with, Oh, where can we, where can we put them in the grand scheme of things? And I think if you don't, I think that was the problem. I think the more you fall in between those cracks, the more difficult it is for for anyone to, I suppose, represent what you are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it was a maybe it was a completely losing battle from the, from the day it started in that sense. Because I think there there are elements of that, or you know, it's weird. We, we had a 
we had a great relationship with the enemy and then we had a kind of weird one and as i probably said before like it's a bit too generalizing to say the enemy because it's there's so many people there and there's so many different journalists and loads are great and then some aren't and even the ones that maybe aren't it's it's nothing ever personally. It's more just like, okay. I mean, the vibe I got with the enemy was like, it was kind of a place where people went to feel important about themselves. Do you know what I mean? It's like an, an opera. Every article that they write or review is just a vehicle for their hyperbole. You know what I mean? It's, it's a vehicle, an opportunity to sound superior. Or I don't know, maybe that's a cynical view of things. But when you read an article or review or whatever and you get to the end of it and you're like, I can take nothing from that. I can take nothing other than this person is just deliberately trying to be out there. Do you know what I mean? Like that's kind of how I felt about some things that were written about us. It was just like, well, fucking hell. Yeah, just trying to make a name for themselves by, you know, writing a certain way that seems as if they're, you know, puts them higher. You know, like yeah, I guess authoritatively so, but... saying, oh, this this band is this and I'm gonna categorize them and they're not yeah, they're not what they're they're this and I say they're this. Yeah, that's I get that. There's a that happens all over the place. People always trying to make a name for themselves. But I love the fact that, like you said, I think what really, in my opinion, if I was gonna define the music, I would say that it, it's a band that doesn't really care about how they're perceived, uh, doesn't really take pleasure in the public side of it, the experience of being in a band as much as they do the content that they're actually creating. That's what's yeah. most important. That's why you guys named yourselves the music because you said that was what the whole focus was on. Not the yeah, greatest well. marketing term, but by <laughs> by by and far, yeah, I, I would say that is the most descriptive because that's really what you guys cared about. No, nothing ever made sense to us. We weren't built for it. I think it's that simple. In the grand scheme of things, I just don't think we're built, we were built for it because we lived, completely lived for those moments of creating or playing the songs live, being on stage, and they are fleeting. Do you know what I mean? When it takes you fucking 20 minutes or something to write something that, I don't know, paves the way for the rest of your musical career, that can be, in a, to a degree, it could be damaging. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, all right, well, what, how, what, how do you fill the gaps? Do you know what I mean? Because the bit that we're here for, is that bit at nine o'clock till half ten. And the rest of it, to be honest, it's a bit like a funk. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I say we were never built for it. We were in a way, but I think it it ground us down, did that. And it probably ground every band down. It it, it will. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I remember talking about that YouTube channel. I can't remember what it is now, but it's a series of bands, loads of them, loads of interviews with musicians who were like, yeah, fucking being in a band and touring, that's not. You know, it's not, not what it's, it's not all, to be. <laughs> yeah, it's not all bloody rock and roll. It's standing around with bloody suitcases on wheels when your handles snap, Pete. Do you know what I mean? That's your life. <laughs> and you know all about that. I certainly but, do. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it was it, um, Charlie Watts and the Stones who were like, yeah, being in the band, 95% of it's either sat on a bus, sat in an airport, sat on a plane, waiting for a bus, waiting for a plane, waiting for an airport. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And oh, yeah. in between that, there's these euphoric moments where you're playing these um, things that you created on a whim that have brought so much. And, I, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from it when I say created on a whim of complete love and adoration of what we were doing. Do you know what I mean? But I don't know. It's a bit, it, it's a bizarre existence. It really is um, quite as bizarre as probably the try to follow the thread of this podcast episode. But <laughs> hey. 
So yeah, the 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 main theme of this episode was to effectively announce the stream, although we've already done that through socials. But yeah, it, just to give you a little bit more information and backstory on the stream, um, basically. And yeah, if you haven't bought a copy of the record yet, um, there's not many vinyls left. Posters have sold out. I think I said that at the start. There's not many vinyls left. Uh, there are quite a few more CDs. Um, but there you go. If anyone wants a little bit of market research in this day and age, there's we're you know technically selling more vinyls than we are CDs. If anyone wants you know that for argument's sake, if someone say no, CDs are more popular. Anyway, um, but yeah, that was that was the point to let people know about that. And yeah, it's going to be. I'm really excited to get involved in that live chat, as I am to do all the signing and really document it and all that stuff. Really get off on that stuff nowadays. Yeah, I can't wait for all of it, man. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the live stream. Looking forward to seeing any content you guys come out, man. It's, it's going to be good, and I really can't wait for my album to arrive. Are you going to leave it in cellophane and never play it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I will because I can just <laughs> download the stream like a normal human <laughs> and then leave that in its and leave it completely protected. Yeah, I'll feel a lot happier when everyone starts getting the vinyls as well, Pete. I'll feel a lot more comfortable at that point in time as well. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll leave it there. This has been episode 74. Yeah, always lovely to talk to Pete. And it has been, you know, it's been almost a full week since me and Pete and chatted, which is fucking mental. So it's been it's been good to talk to to talk to Pete. And yeah, thanks everyone for listening and um we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>